0: What the heck is going on with Aaron Judge? His general soreness is an admiral pain in the butt for Yankees fans. We talk about the latest secretive injury to the Yankee slugger. Also, we talk Glaber, Jameson Tyone's debut, Rugnet Odor's arrival, the series against the Orioles, and look ahead to the series against the Rays. All that plus another Q&J is next on the stray Pod from the New York Post. Hello and welcome back to the Pinstripe Pod, our Yankees podcast with the New York Post. It's Chris Sheeran here with four-time World Series champion Yankees great Jeff Nelson. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sheeran, yes and Nelly at nynelly43, and Instagram at jeff.nelson43. New episodes of the pod drop on Monday and Thursdays. Give us a five-star rating and write in a positive review, if you will, on Apple Podcasts. We surely do appreciate it. You'll hear our producer, Jake Brown, pop in during the show, possibly about his Mets bullpen. Hello. Uh, <laughs> we, we have to start, though, uh, with uh, Aaron Judge. He's the lead. We can't bury the lead. This could be a big nothing burger where you could see Judge in the lineup on Friday against the Rays, and this is just general load management was an excuse to get Judge an extra day off. Or, of course, this could be something serious based on uh, the injury history with Aaron Judge. It's semantics, though, isn't it? It's the semantics of it all. When the manager uses words like it's just something we're trying to stay ahead of and don't want to push through anything right now, I think it's just been the general wear and tear of the first several days and my personal favorite, general soreness. I don't know about you, Nelly, but when I roll out of bed, I roll out of bed generally sore every day. I'm not comparing myself to a finely tuned professional athlete, but I, I, have, to, I have to question the general soreness after just five games, Jeff.
1: <laughs> you're, you're right. It's you have, you, you've played five games. You know, it's uh, your general soreness happens in spring training. And, and actually, the first day of spring training is the last day you feel good. There is something that hurts on your body every single day of the season. I don't care who you are, it, it you know, whether you're a position player or a pitcher. You hurt all the time. Yes, this could be nothing. Yes, this could be, uh, you know what, we're just giving him a day off. He has two in a row. Uh, you know, his side doesn't feel too great. He'll go into the race series and everything will be fine. But, you know, with past history and you can't help but talk about it, past history says that he will probably end up on the I.L. Is it fair to say? Yes, it's absolutely fair to say because of his injury problems he's had in the past. And, and it's tough. You know, you want these guys to stay in the lineup and they just can't.
0: I don't understand why they feel the need to protect these guys too. He's a professional athlete. Part of his job description is speaking to the media. And if this turns out to be something serious and you didn't roll him out there to answer questions, that's just wrong. And and, and it's the type of phrasing from the manager that gets the reporters going with questions that turn into speculation and that ignites Twitter and so on and so on and so on. Put the ire on social media aside for a tick, though, Jeff, and let's focus on the fact that the Yankees and Judge, let's face it, if this does turn into something because he didn't – he wasn't around the last three uh, days of spring training. They held him out there because he was, quote, unquote, under the weather. So fans started to think, oh, my God, is there something going on with him and they have to rest him up just to make sure he's okay. So now they're putting that together with this. And they're not doing this guy any favors for his future. And neither is Judge. By the way, he'll be 29 later this month. He'll be a free agent when he's going to turn 31. When he has another year of arbitration uh, next year, and if this keeps up at 31 years of age, if the injuries keep piling up, who's signing this guy to a long-term deal? If he, well, for, yeah, if he's hurt, he can't help it. I'm not saying that he should jeopardize jeopardize his future. By, by playing through something that could take him out for a bigger chunk during the season. I'm not saying that. I'm not playing with anybody's money, but I really do think, Nelly, that he's playing with his own money. It's not us.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you're going to wonder at 31 years old. I mean, age is creeping up on him, and you're right. I mean, who, who but the Yankees are, are going to wind up signing this guy to a long-term deal because then you're talking about 35, 36, and teams sway away from that, especially when guys have been injured like Judge. Now you start wondering – was that, I mean, it's fair to say, was that sickness or was that illness that kept them out of those few games, those three in a row in spring training, did that really happen? Or we're just going to say, hey, you're not feeling well because you had the sniffles. Uh, you know, who knows? You, you know, you always wonder. And now games, have, I mean, times have changed, obviously. You know, players don't talk about things. You know, players don't go in front of the mic and say, hey, you know what, I'm banged up. And in all fairness, you really can't help is wondering, you know, this is all a boon can say. I mean, what is, what is Aaron Boone supposed to say? I mean, he's trying to come up with words to best describe these guys without throwing them under the bus or, or getting frustrated. Okay, General, uh, we're, we're working, you know, going through his workload or trying to protect his workload or General Soreness. He's doing everything he can. I mean, he really can't say much. You know, you can't blame him for saying certain things because Aaron Judge doesn't face the microphone or they won't come out because it's the same old, same old every single time. And players nowadays, because of the money, you just said it, you're not going to play with players' money because of the money players don't play through injury anymore. I, they don't sit there and suck things up and say, "Hey, you know what? I've got to go out there. Yes, I feel a little tweak, but I don't feel it's going to ha- ha- you know mean anything." But no, now, hey, anything that they feel, I got to shut it down.
0: But here's, here's the issue, and I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, 100% on Aaron Boone. He's in an impossible situation because he's got to do that Obi-Wan Kenobi Jedi mind trick with the media. It's kind of like one of those breadcrumb injuries that we've dealt with in the past where there's breadcrumbs left, and we're Hansel and Gretel trying to find our way to what the injury is, and we can't find it. Until all of a sudden, Aaron Judge will be at the uh, at the podium and saying, "Well, yeah, this is what happened. Here's what started to get me thinking, um, Nelly." And that was the night he absolutely crushed that home run against the Orioles. Another seven two victory for the Yankees in Game Two of that series uh, series. But he was going for a ball down the right field line. It would bounce uh, fair and then go into the seats. The way he pulled up, I know he said he wasn't going to dive anymore, but it's the way he didn't go after it. And then after that, I don't know if you saw it, I don't know if you caught it, but our cameras on Yes did a great job, a tremendous job. They pushed right in on his face and you could see he was talking to himself. Like this isn't me. You, you heard him a couple of years back. I'm still gonna play this game hard. I'm still gonna try to get outs for my pitcher. And when he pulled up, it's not that he pulled up. You know, and making that as as the players say nowadays a business decision. I get it. He's a big guy. There, there's a concrete base to that wall. Uh, we saw what happened. I, I, the name's escaping me right now. The Yankee rookie that came up. He played. He made his major league debut in Oakland, and he. He hit his hip into one of those electrical boxes out there running after right. a ball and ruined his uh, debut. And and then I don't think he's been back. I just was that remember. in Oakland or is that in Chicago? I'm sorry, Chicago, yeah, Chicago, yeah. Chicago, Chicago. I just couldn't remember. But I get that and, and I get that he's big and he could have went right into that concrete part of the wall over there down the right field line but he you could see how he was so pissed off at himself that he didn't dive and catch that ball he wanted to but he's telling himself not it, it, that when you're a competitor at, let, let's face it nelly He he's a unicorn. We we've seen what this guy can do in a full season, 155 games in his rookie season, the 52 homers, 114 RBI, the 284 batting average. He had the shoulder injury from the home run derby that kind of curtailed him in the postseason, but we saw what he could do. He's a special player, but you have to be able to stay on the field. You just have to.
1: Is that a thing of the past now? You know, is that? We saw. Okay, yes, we know what he can do if he plays 150 games, but is that going to happen again? We don't know. That's the question. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah, and you just mentioned him laying up, you know, possibly going and trying to dive after that ball. You know, players only know to play one way. And when things start leaking in your head saying, okay, I can't start going after balls as aggressively as I used to, then all of a sudden that carries over, you know, in the batter's box. And it's such a grind out there. And players only know how to play one way. And when you try to tell them to dial it back, they usually balk and say, No, I'm not doing it. I, I only know one way. And if I get hurt doing it, then that's my way of getting playing. And and that's the risk I'm taking. You can't tell somebody, hey, you know what? You can't start diving after balls because you, you just can't do that. And I don't want to hear the excuse that, oh, he's a big player and big players have tendencies to get hurt a little bit easier. No, that's wrong. You know, you you texted me yesterday about Dave Winfield. Dave Winfield is six six. Mm-hmm. And probably oh. just as heavy as as
0: uh, yeah, as Aaron he was, Judge. He was listed. He was listed tremendous. But he was listed on uh, Baseball Reference at 220. And and Michael Kay and Don Lagreca actually talked about this too. And Michael said, "I walked by David Winfield. He was not 225. <laughs> no, <huh? laughs> no, maybe 250, 250, 260. Yeah, this guy yeah, was a yeah. specimen and stayed
1: on the field and played harder than anyone." and and was a, a fearful hitter. I mean, he he went up there and he was fearless. And I mean, we feared him as pitchers. I played against him. He was probably my favorite player of all time. And he stayed on the field. He was a big guy. He knew how to play. He knew And, and players back then, it, it was just, that's all they knew. I played with the right fielder and Jay Buhner. He didn't know any way but 100%. He would run into everything, dive on pitchers' mouths, dive out in the outfield. Ken Griffey Jr., the same way. You know, you look at Bernie Williams. I mean, this is back in the day, and I know that guys aren't playing that way because of money. But, you know, it's tough to see when you have guys lay up. If I'm on the mound and I know I have a guy out there that plays 100 percent, it's going to dive after everything. You absolutely love it. And then all of a sudden he's told to play a different way because, oh, we got to keep him on the field. Those things, you wind up getting hurt easier. You know, you wind up saying, hey, you know, I'm just running after a ball and, and I'll, you know what, I'm getting hurt anyway. So just go ahead and play it 100%. But at the same time, he can't stay on the field. And, and you know, the question was Stanton when he had the day off the other day against the against the Blue Jays. You start wondering again as he hurt. But, you know, he came back and, he, and he's had a pretty good series against the Orioles. He put together a good three-game series. But we're going to see on Friday... What happens with Aaron Judge? Does he go in the I.L. or is he in the lineup? If he's not in the lineup, then he's probably going to go in the I.L. in the next couple of days.
2: Guys, I have a a solution to all this. Well, hopefully Friday or if it was a Saturday morning after me and Jeff Nelson – We could use the excuse of general hangover (laughs) (laughs) to the the injury report. Jake's thrown up at 4 a.m. after eating McDonald's. But even
1: then, you strap it on and you get out there and you play. That's all you know. Saturday,
2: you know, that I was general hangover Saturday. I was out of the lineup. I have a way we could make this work. We film a documentary or a movie. They already had Bubble Boy, the movie. We have Bubble Boys featuring Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton. You put a hole in a big bubble so they could stick the bat out of the hole, and they roll up in bubbles. Onto, you know, they can't get hurt in a bubble um uh, because it seems like you sneeze too close to them and they're out of the lineup. And with allergy season right now in full force, if you're not taking your Claritin D and your Zyrtec, uh, you might hurt Aaron Judge. So uh Netflix, I got to your million dollar idea. HBO did the C.C. Sabathia documentary. It was awesome. You guys definitely check it out. Hopefully – he comes on the show, you know, in the coming weeks. Um, but Bubble Boys, there you go on HBO.
0: Bubble Boys. All right, Shecky Green. We're going to move on from Aaron Judge <laughs> after after a little open mic night from our producer, Jake Brown there. Uh, I think the Yankees, uh, besides Aaron Judge, uh, Nelly, have another issue. And uh, we saw that in extra innings. And we're just going to – I'll skip over the brutal uh, – putting a runner on second in extra innings rule that was continued this season it just it it takes it's kind of like taking your hand reaching it down your throat and pulling out your soul and then beating it to death with a baseball bat but anyway regardless that escalated uh, quickly yeah (laughs) um well i'm just telling you what i truly feel and i think it's
2: such an amateur rule it's i feel like we're watching little league and (laughs) There was a few extra games Wednesday night, and it's like, if this is going to happen every single night in baseball, it's almost like, well, is this
0: Bush League? What is this? Well, we we talked about it in the studio uh, off the air, me me and the camera crew, and and we kind of decided that it would be great if you played the 10th and 11th straight-up baseball, and then if you get to the 12th, then put the runner on second. I mean, it, it just try to work it in like that, but I don't want to get into that too much before I bring up glaber torres at shortstop and i just want to get your feelings on this nelly because that he's he already has three errors on the season we're we're six games in he's got three errors at short and last night cost the yankees a run they did get the run back but they they end up losing in extra innings so i i just think and and you could see it in the replays the way he's sidearming the ball from short jeff correct me if i'm wrong the way he's holding the seams. If you have the seams at, at a certain way and you sidearm it, you're throwing sinkers, basically to first base, and you can get away with that at second, his natural position, but at short, you're not going to get away with that.
1: No, you're throwing lawn darts over there at first base. And when you have Jay Bruce, who's not a natural first baseman, it's going to be tough over there for him to pick. Baseball's out of the dirt. I mean, even Luke Void, whoever it is, you know, I, I don't think, I wish they would have gone out and gotten a shortstop last year in the winter and moved Glaber to second and LeMahieu to first. I know Luke Voigt had a tremendous year last year in 60 games. Uh, he, had, he led the league in home runs, but I still felt that if they solidify the middle of the infield, I don't see Torres as a shortstop. And if these errors start creeping up on him, he's such a good hitter. Again, they players take what they do in the field behind the plate or in the batter's box. And you don't want that to happen. And if you're having success in the field, then you're having success at the plate. And, you know, that's just, that's just a natural thing. Everybody can say, oh, you can't take you can't take what you do in the field or you can't take what you do at the plate in the field. Well, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, it's easy to say. It's hard to do. He's not a shortstop. And, you know, he might wind up having 18, 20 errors this year, lead the league in errors. I mean, it just so happens that's that's what's going to happen. And they didn't address that. They left him at short. Maybe they address that at some time during the year, and maybe they go get a shortstop, and they do wind up moving him over. Uh, but it's tough. It's tough to see. It's tough for a pitcher.
0: They, they did go out and get another infielder. That's Ruben at Odor, but he's a second baseman by trade. What do you see him bringing to the table for Boone here?
1: Well, the one thing they didn't do is they didn't address the left-handed side, the left-handed power, in the lineup in the winter. We've talked so many times on this podcast and with a lot of uh, Roy White, Bucky Dent, uh, you know, you name it, Ken Singleton has said it off the air, you, you know, you, you're not on our podcast that you haven't won, the Yankees have not won a championship when they have not had good left-handed power. And they haven't. 2009 was the last time you had Matsui, you had Damon, you had guys to be able to hit the ball out of the ballpark. You had Swisher, we had Swisher on. Uh, you could hit the ball out of the ballpark. You had a left-handed threat. You don't have any left-handed threats on this team. Your bench is is not a power-hitting bench. You have Gardner. You have Talkman. You have Wade. They're not left-handed power hitters. Uh, you're, Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks is not a three-hole hitter. Uh, you, you know, it, it's just not that way. And and Jay Bruce is the bottom half of the lineup. He's probably a platoon, a platoon player right now. He's not an everyday player. They didn't address the left-handed side. And Odor, at least, you know, he's had... Seasons with the Rangers that he's hit 30 bombs. But again, guess where that was? That was in Texas. The ball flies in Texas. And that's at the old stadium. I played at the old stadium a million times. I pitched there a million times. The ball flies out of right center to right field. It's a hitter's, a left-handed hitter's dream. And it's 10 times better, a million times better than Yankee Stadium. Uh, Maybe he can resurge himself as a player. He is a good second baseman. He is a power threat Maybe he slides in there and then that means he's a second baseman and you move LeMahieu back at first base where they probably should have had him in the wintertime.
0: And you brought up the third position in the lineup and we uh, heard you say that Hicks isn't the three hitter uh, on this team. And I I tend to agree with you there. And I I have my thoughts on this. I I shared a Monday with you and everybody who listens here to the Pinstripe pod uh, and Clint Frazier continues to have good at bats and you'd like to see that continue throughout April and May and, who knows? He, he's moved up in the lineup. He was he, he hit fifth in the last game against the Orioles. Uh, he did start the season at the bottom of the order, the eight, the nine hole. Uh, he moved his way up to five. I could see him being a leadoff hitter at some point, not just yet. I'm not rushing the bit. Uh, but they also had Brett Gardner in the three hole the other night. What, what do you think is going on with the Yankees in this lineup?
1: Well, they're trying to put a lefty in, whether they're power slot or not in between all those right-handed hitters it's a right-handed hitting dominant team and you know with all the right-handed pitching in the league they're not i mean listen they're power threats and we're talking six games we're not going to sit there and jump off the bandwagon they're still a playoff team but they have not addressed the middle of this lineup they haven't addressed the power hitting slot or or the power side of the left-handed batter's box when you have a right-handed hitting team they're easier to pitch to. So they're trying to mix something up, whether it's Gardner, whether it's Hicks, or whoever else. Maybe it could be Odor. You might see Odor in that third slot. I mean, who knows? I, I don't think Lemayhu is a leadoff guy. Maybe he's more of a third. Three yeah, goal. that's Maybe he's right. up at the top of the lineup. Maybe you, you, know, Gardner's not an everyday player, but when he does play, maybe I'm putting him at the leadoff spot. He can still steal a base. He can still make things happen. Even, As a yeah. pitcher, I'm always worried. You know, when you have guys on the base paths that can run and that can steal, it puts another thought in a pitcher's head. It's like, okay, I know I have to slide step. Maybe and once you start slide stepping, some guys start losing some of their stuff. Their sinkers not as good, or their sliders not as good, or or their location's not as good. Even they're the older players, and you're thinking, okay, Gardner's been around forever. He can't run as well. Well, he still runs well, and he's still a base threat. So that. That puts some, another thought in a pitcher's head. You don't have that with the Yankees. When somebody gets on, you're not worried about them stealing a base. They're not a base-stealing threat. They're not going to get into scoring position. Besides Talkman, and he's not an every, everyday player. Gardner, maybe. On occasion, you need somebody at the top of the lineup when you have your power hitters that's going to be able to steal a base because then they're going to be able to see better pitches. They're going to be able to see more fastballs.
0: Yeah, it's exactly what I was going to ask you next, because if you you know Gardner isn't an everyday player, that's not why they brought him back, Nelly. But if he did lead off with the guys behind him in the lineup, he's gonna see a lot of fastballs. Yes. And if he and we know what Brett Gardner could still do, we've seen it so far this season, he's off to a pretty good start uh in in his limited playing time but he could still slice the ball all over the field and if if he laces a double in the gap lead off uh, look at who you got coming up behind him if he's healthy Aaron Judge and then maybe DJ LeMahieu in the three hole and Giancarlo Stanton you're looking at a one nothing lead more times than not if you have that situation you're absolutely right
1: right and I agree with you the guy on second it's just terrible it's terrible baseball and You know, hopefully this is not a full season type thing, just like the seven inning double headers. I can't stand them. The Braves and the Nationals played one yesterday. And, you know, it's just when guys have bad bullpens, you're playing to their favor because then you can eliminate a lot of the middle innings. And it's just I I just can't stand it.
0: I understood it last year. I do. I I, I I do.
1: And I I think they had the same same thinking going into this year.
0: I, I get it. But. There's testing uh, every game. We saw what happened with the Nationals, of course. Our guys are getting shots now. Yeah. They're able and, to get
1: vaccinated. Yeah, right.
0: They're, they're getting vaccinated. There's no reason to have this, um, this rule in extra innings. I mean, I know – look, the days of playing those 18 to 23-inning marathons, they should be long gone. I mean – it. But you shouldn't start the 10th that way. If you want to do it, start the 13th, the 14th. If you don't want to be there for two complete games, which we've seen, uh, I've seen a handful of those in my lifetime. The Yankees, I remember one time in Detroit, uh, they played till like 3 o'clock in the morning for crying out loud. You might know. I don't think you were on that team, Nellie. But no. uh, but that, that was – that was a long game. And, and you're taxing the bullpen. Look look at what Aaron Boone had last night. He had two pitchers left. right? Two pitchers left. When he put Sessa out there, he had Litke left. That was it. That was it. What was he going to do? He, he'd have to dip into his starters if the game went any further. So I, I do understand it. But in the back of his mind, he knows that if he goes to extra innings, there's going to be that runner on second. So you can manage the game a little bit differently I just think that the purest, we always hear about the purest when it comes to baseball. I'm one of those people. You know, I I don't want to see that. I want to see a team win a game the old freaking fashion way. If their excuse is speeding up the game, I am so sick and tired of hearing about speeding up the game. This is what, there's a a lot of factors that go into this, okay? And, And this goes into the group texts that, 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 uh,
1: can I read these? Because they're so. Good. Oh my God! You can't
0: read them. They're not you can do
1: safe. a whole show on text.
0: They're not
2: meant for the air. Are they NS? Not safe for work. NSFW.
0: But here, there's there's a couple, and, and I'll go into all of them that I texted you. If I miss them, you could say it. How about that, Jake? But right. the pitching. The pitching in this league is terrible. If I hear that baseball wants to expand anymore and put teams in other cities, I will lose my mind. The pitching is already so watered down in this league. And you want the proof? that I know it's only six games. It's a week into the season. The bottom 10 teams right now in this league have an ERA, a team ERA, of 483 or higher. That's ridiculous. I know it's early on in the season, but we always sit here and wax poetic about how the pitching is ahead of the hitting. Really? The bottom third of the freaking league is near five or higher. And and the, and the highest one is near eight for crying out loud. You're talking about a team ERA of eight, eight Nelly.
1: Well, you know what? The
0: reasons why the game is so long. There's so many, even my wife, my wife, who doesn't watch baseball, but she'll watch it with me. She'll say to me, why is every count three and two? Well, do you want to open Pandora's box with me right now, honey? Do you want me to get on my soapbox and start screaming? Because I will. There are so many reasons why. The umpiring, they're being watched. The FBI, the Federal Baseball Bureau of Investigations is watching the umpires and making sure that they're staying in the zone. When I was growing up, It was armpits to knees. And believe you me, it was called. It was called. The games were quicker. Pitchers were better because they had a bigger strike zone. They had a bigger strike zone. There are so many factors that go into this. But God, stop talking about, oh, we have to make this rule change. We have to make that rule change. No, you have to get better pitching. Get better pitching. God,
1: This is a game that you can't speed up anyway. You know, they keep trying and it's just not, it's never going to work. It, it, baseball is baseball and it's supposed to be played this way. But at the same time, you far, as far as better pitching, analytics is destroyed pitching. Analytics is telling these guys a certain way to pitch. Analytics is saying, hey, you can only pitch these guys a certain amount of innings, a certain amount of pitches. So the mentality of pitchers nowadays, especially starters, very few of them think the way and they're starting to get weeded out when you have a DeGrom and a Scherzer, maybe a Kershaw, Uh, you know, a handful of guys actually go out Cole actually go out and want to pitch nine innings. Very few do that anymore. Very few have the mentality. They go, okay, hey, if I can give my team seven innings, that's good. So what does that mean? That winds up being five innings because their 100-pitch count comes into play, and then they're out, and they start looking at the scoreboard as soon as as soon as soon they start getting close to 100. Okay, I only have... Five more pitches, and I'm going to be out of the game. The third time around the lineup, the mentality is there. The mentality is telling them, "Oh, you know what?" I, and the managers, "Oh, I can't have these guys face uh, face the same hitter three times because he has the advantage." They're making adjustment. Well, the pitchers can make an adjustment as as well. Analytics is destroying this game. Analytics is is taking the the thinking and the feel. Out of this game. There's no feel anymore. There's no, hey, you know what? Let's just go out and play the game. It's like, okay, we got to play it this way. I got to have the lineup set up this way. This is what the computer is saying. They're destroying pitching around the league because the mentality of these pitchers now is all they have to do is go five. And guess what? They wind up not going five. They're not aggressive. These they have great arms. You look at the stuff that these guys have. A lot of the pitchers, most pitchers again, get, they have great stuff. I don't care if the guns and they're measuring the speed, and everybody thinks everybody's throwing a hundred miles an hour when they're not. That's not what the hitter sees, but that's what the fans want to see. Analytics is destroying pitching, is, is destroying this game, and hopefully, it goes back to some set of normalcy as it was
0: like twenty years ago. Jake, Jake, before you get in here, I need to say one more thing. And I, I was going to read your a couple of your texts. All right, here. that's fine, Dean Kramer. Dean Kramer, he might as well have been Cosmo Kramer on the mound for the Orioles the other night. Eighty-five freaking pitches, three innings. He didn't even make it through four. He didn't get one out in the fourth, not one out, and he threw eighty-five freaking pitches. Well, That's because ridiculous, I know, but because I mean, what what is
1: everybody doing? They're looking in their pocket. They're pulling out the card. They're opening up their hat. They're pulling oh, out a card. God. They're told that the pitcher, the catchers. Look at the catchers. Every single catchers are like quarterbacks when they have the flip messages on their on their wristbands and they're supposed to say, okay, this count, i got to throw this in. Okay, if we get 0-2, we got to go this way, and then 0-1-2, we got to go this way. There's no feel for the game. No pitch. Do you ever see a pitcher, very few, and I mentioned the few that do, watch a hitter and, and see how the hitters react to their pitch? I mean, I'm watching yesterday when Gary Sanchez hit that ball down the line, and I don't know who it was for the Orioles, had him 0-2. He tries to climb the ladder, and he threw it way over the catcher's head. And what does he do? He comes back with a little change up. Oh, let me give you a changeup, one, two, and let you hit it down the line. Oh, there I don't want no. to come back with a slider away right. or a fastball upstairs. No sense. That's, that's what they're told to do. One, two. Okay, he, you got to throw them off speed. You that, got so much change. That's,
0: up. that's my point. They waste so many pitches. You get a guy like Sanchez 0-2, oh, Do you watch video? do you see
1: analytics analytics is telling do you these see, guys what to throw
0: oh my god do you see Stanton do you see Sanchez if you throw them a, a slider on the outside part of the plate at least get them to try to offer it that 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 high-pitched Severino the catcher for the Orioles you don't think Sanchez could sense that as a catcher the guy standing straight up like Yogi Berra used to, yeah. to he wanted the ball way the hell up here it made. I'm sitting there. I'm sitting on the couch watching, saying, "He he knows that's coming. He's wow. not swinging at that." And and, 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 and and as a fan, but Jake, all right, you're a baseball fan, right? Since you cool. piped in with Listen, they, on. Pulled,
2: they pulled the best pitcher on the planet out of their 77 pitches Monday, as I'm taking tequila shots in the bar. <laughs> right, exactly. Jacob DeGrom yeah, coming yeah. out of the game, the first okay. game. You weren't
0: you weren't too broken up with who you were standing next to, okay? You
2: that's the story for another day. You
0: were you were fine. You were just fine. But my point is, as a baseball fan, and if I were to inject you with sodium pentothal truth serum, as a baseball fan, can you watch that night in and night out? And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you two things here. Baseball fan Garrett Cole in the other dugout who's also pitching. Nelly, I'm going to put you in his shoes. Jake is a fan. Can you watch that night in and night out? A starter throwing 85 pitches through three innings. Is that exciting, Jake? And then to Nelly, the opposing starter, who's a creature of habit and the Yankees ace having to sit in that freaking dugout and watch this guy not find the plate for three plus innings.
2: Well, I, I want to read your text and then we're going to move on because you're, you, I mean, you have no hair. We have none. None of us have hair left to lose. The only one that does is Brian. The rest of us have none left to lose. So you're going to pull your non-existent hair out. Your your heart rate is going through the roof right now. I can right tell now.
0: you what it is if you want to know.
2: Yeah, I mean, we need to check the Apple Watch and uh, check the rate, but uh, I agree. No, I mean,
0: that the
2: combination of that With pitchers getting pulled so early combined equals why we're fuming right now and why we're mad and why the game has changed is frustrating. But before we get into at least two minutes of positive things, I mean, the Yankees are three and three. It's not like they're 0-6. You know, they still won the series. So I think fans are happy, and Tyone pitched well in his his debut. I I know he went four and two-thirds or whatever it was, but uh, he still pitched well, which four and two-thirds is like – He gets a pass. He gets a pass. exactly. You said, oh, my God, why does baseball take so long? I don't know, because these booty-ass starters can't get out of the fourth (laughs) without another eighty pitches. Jesus effing Christ. Baseball needs to contract teams. Pitching has become bars filling half bottles of vodka with
1: water. Insert soap box box emoji. Rant over. (laughs) (laughs) When I look at my text messages and I see uh, 10 messages, I'm like, oh, no, I know what happened here. (laughs) Pour one out for the homies. Yeah. <laughs> all right, how about positives, guys? Give me a couple minutes on
2: oh, you know, how wins this week's in a, in a series. All right.
0: Well, uh, Brian Munguia, uh our other producer here and editor, he, he reached out to both of us or all of us on Twitter uh, right after Giancarlo Stanton hit that grand slam into next week. I mean, Jesus, that went into Westchester County that was yeah. hit so far. Uh, and that – listen – we talked about this, Nelly, and and we were both right. A, I, I didn't agree with the booing on the opening day, but Nelly, y- you hit the nail on the head. It's New York fans are going to boo. Mariano Rivera got booed. Giancarlo Stanton is not going to get a pass. He's going to get booed. We well, got booed uh, his last at bat in the ninth inning. Yeah, yeah. How and the guy had how many hits? Yeah, he had <laughs> I mean, two hits. Um. So listen, fa- I don't know what it is with fans. I think cell phones have a lot to do with this because if you want information, you want anything. You could just pick up your phone and you have it. They want that immediacy and it's been made a part of our lives. And I think that's trans transferred and transformed into all sorts of all walks of life. And I think when you're sitting your fanny in the seat at the stadium, I paid this money. He should get a hit. He's not going to get a hit every at bat. If you know anything about baseball, if you're guys in the Hall of Fame are good a third of the time at the plate, a third. Yeah. A third.
1: Well, I mean, look, the pitching has been great. You know, you like what Tyone did yesterday. Say what did they say, seven hundred and seven days before, you know, when his last pitch. Oh, was. You do, before. yeah. I you mean, couldn't so, have asked
0: for anything more. Yeah,
1: he looked really good, and it's nice to see. Cole thirteen strikeouts. He was great. You know Montgomery, the starting rotation. beside I mean Herman only lasted three innings.
0: They have the best DRA in the majors as a right. team. One seventy. Their
1: bullpen has been great, and they're three and three. You know they're a playoff team. Yes, they didn't address and they didn't address some of the things that I think some of the some of fans and some media members and we think they should have addressed in the wintertime. And maybe it comes back and haunts them. And maybe they address those. As the months go on, they're hoping Odor can have, you know, strike lightning in a bottle. Maybe, you know, the grass is greener or a change of scenery is always good. Uh, he's going to a championship team. He's going to a playoff team. The Rangers weren't going anywhere. They haven't been going anywhere in, in years. At least they have a better chance. If there is a brawl, this guy can fight. So, you know, that that's a good positive for them to, for bringing him in. But, you know, there's a lot of good <laughs> yes, things that are going to happen. There's only six games. Yes, the injuries are there. You're getting frustrated with those, but the pitching has been there. And once, hopefully, Kluber, he's going to, you know, listen, they're going to face Hill, they're going to face Archer, and TBA on Sunday with the Rays. I think the advantage definitely goes to the Yankees. You have Kluber, you're going to see Herman again in Montgomery. So, you know, you got three good starters going against the Rays. I don't think their lineup is as strong as it used to be. So, you know, there's positives there. And you like to see Kluber maybe keep moving on, keep extending himself, getting deeper into the game maybe going six innings and, and, and try to keep that pitch count down just a little bit. So, you know, there's tons of positives and we're not even killing everybody, but it's just the injury thing. It's just the same old, same old. And, and with, the, with not addressing some of the issues they had, it, it's haunting them early. And it is early. So, uh, you know, it, they'll be fine. They'll be a playoff team. You know, who knows how deep they can go if they don't address some of the issues.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. It's it's 6 games into the season. You know, everybody has to pump their brakes about all the little things that are going on right now, including me, I guess. But it's my job to uh, get fired up and it's my job to give the fans that little boost of adrenaline and that's what I'm trying to provide give here. People what they
2: want here. Yeah, it. exactly.
0: That's what I'm that's what I'm talking about. But uh As far as the positives go, I'll just pop in here. Besides Stanton, besides uh, Sanchez getting off to a good start, that's good. That's something you want to see for him, especially in his own head. Uh, And then the pitching. The pitching has been absolutely phenomenal so far, including the Yankee bullpen. Last night's an outlier. The last game with the Orioles, I should say, as we tape this here on a Thursday. And all the judge stuff could be moot. Uh, All of my ranting and raving could be moot. If tomorrow Aaron Boone comes out with the lineup card uh, down – in Tampa, and uh, Aaron Judge is in the two hole, and he's out in right field. But you got to remember, they play on the, the the phony grass at the Trop, which is you know a minefield out there. So who knows? Even if Judge was healthy, how many games he would have been in right field? What do you think about this series with the Rays? I mean, do you put a lot of importance on it? They did win the AL East last year, Nelly. Did the Yankees have to go down there and handle business just to get some some mojo going to get? to wrestle the AL East back? Do you think that's important, the first series to go down there and do that?
1: No, I I think so, you know, because the Rays are going into this series thinking that they have the upper hand. I mean, it's going to carry over from last year. They had the upper hand last year. I think it's a different team. I I don't think they're as good. The Rays aren't as good as last year. I think the Yankees are are better than last year. Uh, I like the rotation that's going to go up against the Rays, and I like the bullpen, what the bullpen's been doing. I think the advantage is going to go to the Yankees, but you're right. I think the Yankees need to go down and win two out of three, if not sweep them. And then you step on their head and just say, hey, you know what? We're the Yankees. We're still the powerhouse in this division. Yes, you had a good year last year, but it's a different year.
0: All right, Nelly, it's time to move on and uh, do a little Q&J here. Let's bring that back around where Jake and I ask you questions about your Yankees career. And I'm going to stay on brand with this episode and uh I am going to uh, ask you if you ever missed a day in the bullpen from general soreness
1: um if I threw 3 innings but when <laughs> then, then I might have had a day off but there was no day off in, in the in, in the bullpen plus I didn't want one you know I wanted to pitch every single day and I always went up to my manager as soon as I finished that outing and I was out of the game and I didn't care how I felt. I went past them, and whether it was Joe Toria, Mel Stottlemyre, or Lou Pinell, and said, "Hey, I'm good for tomorrow." And, and I think they enjoyed, appreciated that because I wanted to pitch every day. You know that that was just uh, that was just me. And you know, most of the players, I don't know of any player that I played with or any pitcher that I played with that actually wanted a day off.
2: Nelly, uh, we talked about teams that were interested in you. We were talking Friday night about the other teams that were interested in you when uh, you left the Yankees. You know, there was a chance you were to come back after 2000. Take us through, you know, what the Yankees offer. Because, listen, maybe you're the piece in 2001 where they beat the Diamondbacks in the World Series and you win a fifth World Series. And you had told me the Yankees were
1: interested, but you had better offers out there and you went with a better offer. I did. You know, to me, I only wanted to go to two places, and that was either Seattle where – I made my home and I played there. I went through the, you know, the minor league system and and came up there. And thought we had some unfinished business, or I wanted to go back to New York after winning four World Series. I was like, you know what, I want to come back here because we have a chance to win four in a row. Um, you know, it just so happened that the Yankees didn't. The Mariners offered a little bit more money, and and I decided to go there. I had better offers from the Astros, better offer offers from the Orioles, whom I who I grew up in Baltimore. And you know, I almost made it impossible. I gave them a counter. For them just to say no, they're like, oh, is that what it's going to take? And I'm like, yeah, if you want to pry me away from these two teams, this is what it's going to take. And, you know, I just wound up going back to Seattle. And, I, you know, I I don't regret it because we had a really, we had 116 wins. We didn't get to the World Series. But, you know, we had an unbelievable team, a great team as far as it was fun to be on. You know, maybe if I go back to the Yankees, maybe we do win another World Series. Who knows? Maybe it's uh, nobody will ever know but I did want to go back. I loved pitching there. I had a great 2000 season and I was looking forward to free agency. I was looking forward to see what was going to happen. I actually had a chance to be a Met. There was two places that after being Uh a Yankee, I did in 06, no, actually 05. Uh, After my season, I played 04 in Texas and in 05, I was coming, I was a free agent again. And my agents had a contract worked out all with the Mets. And I don't know if You're like, I
2: hate the Mets. I'm not going
1: there. Well, it, there was two places that I didn't want to go after being a Yankee. And that was I didn't want to play with the Mets and I wasn't going to play with the Red Sox.
2: You son of a bitch.
1: So I, I wound up working out a deal with Seattle and going back to Seattle. The agents were too happy about it. But I said, you know what? I just I don't I don't want to go there. You know, I love New York, but I'm, I got to put it on the Yankee pinstripes instead of the uh, Mets uniform.
2: Well, Canelli, can you still throw? Because the Mets middle relief is <laughs> <laughs>
1: unbelievable. I mean, they ruin another. What did they say? This was the thirty fourth time that they've ruined a Degrom win. I the think it was like thirty four times. He's putting the team on his
2: back, and the back will not put it. The team will not put it back for him. No, I know. Man, uh- You know, there's people complaining, Shane Green wouldn't add a lot. I'm like, Shane Green, Jacob Barnes. Look at the numbers, folks. One is better than the other. Go sign him. I know he wants more money than what teams are offering him. He's a free agent reliever. He's coming off a 2.3 career ERA the last two years. Go get a reliever. Anyway, sorry. That's the end of the show.
0: That says goodnight to episode 42, the Mariana Rivera edition of the Pinstripe Pod, our Yankees podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Jake Brown and Brian Gia for producing the show. Give Pinstripe Pod a five-star rating and write in a nice review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate the support. For Jeff Nelson, I'm Chris Sheeran. Enjoy the Yankees series against the Rays this weekend. We will talk to you all Monday. Thanks for listening, folks.